message on this one, uh, but I think uh, some of these are very good lessons, and uh, should take advantage. It was my Bible, right? If you, if you could stand and turn your Bibles to Second Timothy one seven, Second Timothy chapter one and verse seven. First Timothy 1.7, let's look what God says there. It says, For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Shall we pray, Heavenly Father? Thank you, Lord Father, for this passage of Scripture. Lord, we should never fear. Even though it's a natural thing that we experience, Lord, we should, we should trust you in all things. Lord, I pray, Lord, that... Uh, give us something we can take home tonight and even people on social media tonight may they learn to trust you more and be less fearful in Jesus name I pray amen you may be seated so fear fear is a natural thing uh, we all experience fear here don't we uh, did you ever uh, the other day I was here at church <laughs> I think it was a it was Wednesday and uh, I Went to the bathroom, so I went back there and I took a glass of water and I turned around and uh, it was this big sound. Boom! I mean, I didn't run. I didn't panic. I was all by myself here. I stopped. I turned around. I mean, I jumped, believe me, because I didn't expect it. It's natural, you know, that in a reaction, you know, you're just like, what was that? And you turn around and now I'm going to explore it. <laughs> I want to know where the sound came from. It got to come from somewhere. It's always a source, right? It's always a source. Uh, uh, anyway, I went, years ago, uh, it was in, when I was in management up in Lincoln in a company, I, was, I went there early, uh, very early, like 4.30 in the morning. I was there. I was by myself. And we have what you call, I didn't work in that department, uh, die casting machines. You probably know what that is. And uh, the metal there is very hot. They're working with zinc. And I was there by myself. And there was this big, like a bomb that just exploded there. And I ran outside. Not running with fear, I believe me. Because, you know, it just, it, it shakes your whole body. It's because I thought it was something with the natural gas. <laughs> I didn't want to die in this. I was like, I mean, <laughs> ran outside for safety. When I got outside, I just stopped and, all right, let me go explore this, what happened in there now, because the building's still there. But anyway, but it's natural, you know, it's, you, it's natural for all of us to be fearful. So, tonight we're going to continue with our series, Lord, I Have a Problem. And, of course, some people have a problem with fear. Some people are very fearful. Now, there are all types of fear, and we're going to look at that tonight. So, uh, I know that I have preached uh, on this topic several times through the years I've been here. Uh, but I believe that it is always good to go back and remind ourselves of those things because we are easy to forget things. And it's good to be reminded of things. So tonight, we're going to talk about fear. How does God help you with the problem of fear? So, and, and like I said, there's many ways on which people, you can experience fear in one way, I can experience in another. I can, I'm not going to tell you, if I stand here today, tonight and say to you, I'm not fearful at all, I, you know, that is not correct. 
because there's some things that it can cause a lot of fear. For an example, one of my worst fears and I, is that I, and that's a fear that I have, believe me. It's a, I think maybe it's a fear is a concern. Maybe it's both together. Is that I won't be able to support my family. There's always something because what I went through as my childhood, I always fearful that I could not provide for my home. It was something that I always, because I remember the way I grew up. I thought we were rich, but we were very poor. So, and if I tell you stories here, you're going to look at me like you came from what planet that you came from. And we did. And that's what we, the way we grew, we grew up. So I believe that is always, uh, I'm sorry. So, so tonight we're talking about the problem of fear. So for one, we know that many people are very fearful. But we also, but, but all of us experience some type of fear from time to time. So none of us is immune to fear. None of us. It's a, it's a human thing. It's a natural thing. So actually, fear is part of our makeup, who we, who we are. So, for an example, hurricanes, the economy, diseases, rumors of wars, COVID-19, cancer, heart attacks, those things can be fearful things. I think cancer is a fearful thing for almost all of us. Who wants to get that? So sometimes we have a, a love-hate relationship with emotion called fear. So we enjoy, uh, some people enjoy scary movies. They love scary movies. They, look to, they, they, they love to be, uh, uh, go to that point when they really experience fear. I don't like that, so it's not me. But none of us want to be captive by fear. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, you, you watch, imagine you're watching a scary movie and somebody, and you saw it in the movie, and I go behind you and just drop something right behind you. I believe you're going to jump out of whatever you're sitting. You know, you can, because you're into the movie. So, because your fear uh, emotionally is so high that anything is going to do, do something to you. So, interestingly, the most frequent command in the whole Bible is do not fear. When the angel came to see Mary, it was the words, do not fear Mary. When you see Joseph, do not fear Joseph. You know what? I'm just paraphrasing here the verses, but and you see what throughout the Bible about this strong uh, word, do not fear. So, over. 300 times God tells us in different ways and different times not to be afraid. And yet we still fearful. <laughs> God tells us do not be afraid. And yet in our own, own humanity we still fearful. So tonight we will, uh, I'm going to give you an example. My mother, she is very fearful of dogs. I mean, you could see the fear in her eyes. And she's just like, she used to come to my house, and the first thing when she saw my dogs was like, she was ready to crawl somewhere. She was just so fearful. I said, Mom, they would lick you to death. They won't bite you. But you know what? It's, but that was her, and she's still afraid of dogs. So tonight, we will look at how to deal with the problem of fear in your life. Are you a fearful person? Some people are just outright fearful. Others, you know, we experience fear from time to time. So, and my prayer is that, that we just do, uh, do justice this message tonight and also how we can we deal with fear. Look what it says in Psalm 34. For you don't have to go there. I'll read it to you. I saw the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So I saw the Lord means, you know, I went to the Lord. I talked with him I, uh, about my issues. He said, he heard me. That's fate right there. And delivered me from all my fears. So let, let's look at the subject. Lord, I have a problem with fear. Number one. The problem of fear. Let's talk of, uh, first about the problem of fear. Fear manifests itself in many, many different ways. Some of uh, the most serious ways includes panic attacks, which is defined as sudden 
or brief episodes of intense fear, or, or uh, 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 phobias, which is defined as persistent, irrational fears, or an object situation that presents no real threat. Some people get fearful out of anything. So, so some of the most common phobias include things such as elevators. Some people are afraid of an elevator. Don't, uh, I go in the stairs. I said, are you that silly? Just get over here. It takes you right up. Oh, no, no, I go in the stairs. So you get over there and you wait and you're <sighs> coming up the stairs just because they're fearful of elevators. What about escalators? Some people go, ah, ah, <laughs> I just get in there, like, you know, and, and, and you see when they put their feet, they're almost falling down, hanging everywhere, you know, I, you know, it, I've seen that, I've seen that, you know, afraid of escalators, you know, uh, heights, they're afraid of heights, some people are very fearful of heights, uh, I was on the top, of, I don't, I'm not afraid of heights, I remember on top, I was on top of the trees, cutting it on top down, and every time I, the tree was nice and thick, but every time I was swinging my arm to cut the tree, I was, I was cutting a branch by hand, the, my ladder was going, ooh, <laughs> And I said, well, this gold thing is going to go that way. <laughs> I'm going to go with it. But it never did, but it was fun. It was, actually, I thought it was fun. <laughs> I looked down, I'm like, ooh, it's high. <laughs> but anyway, heights, snakes. Some, I am afraid of snakes. I don't like snakes. I like, ooh, it's just, I don't like snakes. So I don't like snakes. If I'm going to the zoo, watch snakes, I just walk by. I'm like, I don't care about that. <laughs> so, flying. Some people don't, they drive all the time. They won't fly. They're afraid of putting themselves in the airplane. I'll tell you what, uh, when we land in, uh, what was that, uh, Atlanta, we were coming down, and that guy hit that pavement so hard, I thought I was going to heaven that day. <laughs> it came down, and even people in the back start screaming, like the workers. It's like, boom, in the ground. I thought like we were going to heaven that day. It was like, oh goodness. So, but anyway, they're afraid of dogs, afraid of cats. Uh, some people are afraid of insects. I have my, my manager, you know, I, uh, I found a dry uh, um, uh, dragonfly, not dragonfly, yeah, dragonfly, is that what it is? Yeah, and it's dry in the ground. I grab it up with my fingers and I went and I put it right on top of his keyboard. And he jumped out, and he was like, I'm going to kill you. And he was going on. And I was like, what's the matter? He's like, take that thing out of there. Take that thing out of there. I was like, come on. So I take it out, and, and I go away. And he's looking at me. He's looking. He's making sure that I, I put it in the trash. I'm like, I'm putting it in the trash, okay? So I, I put it in the trash, and it comes on my other finger. So he, he, I walk away. So he goes away, and I, I put it on top of his keyboard, put a paper on top, like, you know, nice. And... And I know a few seconds later, he's screaming on the other side, going, I'm going to go. <laughs> he's jumping out of the chair like it's dead. <laughs> but he's so fearful of insects. So some people have different types of fear. So, but anyway, <laughs> so there's a hundred reasons why people are afraid of things. I think it's silly to be afraid of an insect, but anyway, okay. Uh, so there may be hundreds of reasons to be afraid, but there is one reason not to be, uh, uh, not to fear that uh, that trumps de uh, them all is that we should be uh, afraid of God with reverence, not run away from God. You know what I'm saying? So let's see if we can break this problem down either even for about fear. Letter A: Fear can prevent you from serving others. 
fear can prevent you from serving God. Lucas says there in 2 Timothy 1, 6, it says, Wherefore I put thee in, in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by putting on, um, uh, by putting on of my hands. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. So first of all, fear is a problem because it can prevent us from serving other people. Paul didn't want, uh, didn't want fear to prevent Timothy from using his gifts to serve others. God has given each of us, each of us a gift for service, and, but fear can prevent us from developing that gift. Let's say some people say, you know, I love to sing. But every time to sing, I sweat, I shiver in front of people. So I'm going to avoid singing because it's not me. It's the fear that causes us to do that. It causes our emotions to get so high that to a point we can't sing. So we shiver. We, we feel anxiety. We, 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 we can't do it. My brother, uh, Pastor Crichton used to say, every time I step up to preach, I have a nut in my stomach. I don't want to be there. I don't want to, pe- I don't want to preach. I go there by the grace of God. He said, my first 20 minutes of my preaching, I had to deal with a nut in my stomach. It's the fear of, of confronting people. For an example, you might be a great pianist. A great musician, and, and you're afraid of talk, playing in front of people, you, you know, and you can't get the keys right. Your mind is like distorted in many ways. It's fear. The fear is grabbing our emotions, and we cannot function correctly. And Paul encourages Timothy here to not to be afraid, because if, if we get that fear, we, have, we won't serve others. For an example, giving a track to people on the street. That can be a very fearful thing. I see people very fearful of doing that. And, you know, they, they tremble, they, they sweat, and they, and they you know, oh, I can't do it. Oh, I can't. It's not because they don't want to do it. They want to do it. It's the fear that is holding them back. So fear can prevent you from serving others. Let it be. Fear can prevent you from sharing the gospel. I just said that. Actually, uh, Acts, uh, chapter 4, verse 18 says, And they call them and commend them not to speak of all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of the Lord to hearken unto you, to you more than God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So telling others about Jesus is a great, great privilege as for being a Christian. It is an honor. Folks, I tell you what, it is an honor every time I speak about my king. It is a, I find that as an honor, and I look forward to that. But, to, but there are times on which you experience fear. or maybe you know. But some people, like I said, they're very fearful. They won't do it because of fear. Paralyze them. They, they feel uncomfortable to speak up. So in some countries, people who share the gospel are risking their very lives. In our country, we mostly worry about uh, what people will Think of or say. That's what happens. Some countries, you go and give the gospel, you might lose your life in the process. But other countries, like America, we're more concerned about what they're going to say about us. Listen, you just bring the message. I understand. But some people are very fearful of that. Um, we find an uh, example of intimidation right here in the book of Acts, where they tell, they're telling uh, Peter and John not to witness in the name of Jesus. They said, I said, oh, we cannot do that. We're going to do it. And they continue to do it. So you see, early Christians had to be compelled to keep quiet. Some Christians today have to be controlled to speak, I'm I'm sorry, have to be compelled to speak of Jesus. We have to constantly encourage, encourage, because people are so fearful. In the early days, they were told not to do it, and they did it. Today, we encourage them to do it, and they don't do it. (laughs) I'm going to say everybody, but a good majority don't. 
Some do, and praise the Lord for that. So some people need to hear the gospel, and, and our faith is a big problem in preventing that from happening. I mean, many people, many people, through the years, I, 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 uh, I uh, uh, met with many people, many Christian people, who are literally afraid of telling someone about Jesus Christ, or even giving a gospel track. They're so fearful. Let us uh, see. Fear can prevent you from following God's plan. Fear can prevent you from following God's plan. God calls his children for special service. He calls some to be missionaries, evangelists, pastors, pastors' wives, encouragers, uh, workers, servants in the church. God calls everybody and everybody in this church to do something. So God impresses on somebody's heart to go to Japan or Italy, whatever country it is. And sometimes... Fear prevents us from pursuing. We begin to put obstacles, but this, but that, but this. What if this, what if that? You know what we're doing? Our fear is putting those obstacles in front of us so we won't pursue. We're too fearful to go. And let me tell you, many uh, have gone and out of fear have returned. Many had quit. I'm not saying that it happens to all, but so God wants, us to, wants to lead us in a new bold direction and we hold back many times because of fear. Fear holds us back many times. For example, Abraham. When the Lord called Abraham, he was an old man, wasn't he? And his wife was not that young either. But the Bible tells us that by faith, Abraham stepped out and went. So we can see this man did not experience fear. Did he, did he knew what he was going? No, he was trusting God and going, going where God was calling him to do, uh, doing what God called him to do. So uh, you see, faith is the opposite of fear. Faith goes and moves on. Fear causes us to stay still. So by fear, Abraham, or by faith, or by fear, Abraham could have stayed home and told God all the reasons that he, he was not going or could not go. Don't people do that today? Of course they do that. They say, oh, Lord, you know, I understand what you're trying to do in my life, but I, I and they put all these obstacles. What did Moses did when God called him? I can't speak. I, he tried to get out of it. God said, I have your name. And he went. So by faith, even without understanding, took, Abraham took his family and went to the land of Canaan. We see this in Gen Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to verse 4. So it, it must have been a, a scary thing just to get up and go, to leave everything uh, familiar behind and travel to a strange land. Let me tell you, I came from another country, all right? I speak another language, speak actually four different languages, but let me tell you this. When you depart your homeland and go to a strange land, it is different. You follow that? Different culture, different language, different people, and you have to adopt to that system, to that way of living. You know, and, and, and it's, it's totally different. You can be totally discouraged because, put it this way, when a missionary goes, unless there's already somebody else waiting for them, sometimes they go and help somebody else for a time. It is something because they're going to have somebody they recognize, somebody they dealt with. But if they go by themselves to the, some country and they arrive there by themselves, I'll tell you what, it can be a fearful thing. It can be a fearful thing. We had a missionary that we support to Nicaragua years ago, and it was... He, was, uh, he said it got so bad that he had to put uh, 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 bars in his windows and in his doors 
because he was afraid somebody would, would, would uh, uh, come and, and, and sabotage the house overnight when they even when they were asleep. So even in, in, around this house and his property, he had to put big iron gates because it was that dangerous. He said it was. He said to me, it was very. I was a very fear, fearful time to to uh, be in that area, even though we were there and trusting the Lord. But humanly speaking, there was some fear, some concern. So, uh, let us see. Oh, let it deal. Let us see. Uh, fear can prevent you from taking a stand for Christ. Fear can, can do that. We read of the people in Jesus' day, in, in, in John 12, many even among the leaders believe in Jesus, but because of the Pharisees, they would not confess their faith. Actually, go to John chapter 12. Let's look at verse 42. Look what it says right here. And fear can cause us to do that. Look what it says. Uh, John chapter 12, verse 42. I'll let you see for yourself, so I'll wait for you a, a few seconds. Look what it says. It said, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him. On him whom? Jesus. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. What happened here? Fear. For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Who loved the praise of men? The Pharisees. So these people believed in Jesus. They believed in him, but because of fear of what the Pharisees were going to do to them, guess why they kept quiet. Isn't that what we do? I, I'm a Christian. I'm in my workplace, but I'm going to keep quiet because if I do, well, these people are going to, are going to uh, mistreat me, going to do this to me, go that to me. And they, so they don't speak. They go to a, a grocery store. They go to a walk in the streets. Or they, they go, whatever they go, they don't because they're afraid. Same thing right here. Great example on which these men, they did not speak because they, were, they knew that they would throw them out of the synagogues and they didn't want to do so. They're quiet. They didn't say anything. So what, uh, what about Peter, who was so afraid that he, he denied knowing Jesus three times? Why he was afraid of all of his life? Folks, nothing had changed. What happened then it happens now in, in, our, in, our very, in our very day. There are many Christians who, want, uh, uh, who um, are afraid of stand up for Jesus today. They keep quiet they, when they should speak. They walk away when they should stand. Some even join the crowd when they should, should separate themselves from them. They do it because they are afraid of retaliation. They do it because they don't like confrontations. They do it because they don't want to come out of their comfort zone. It is getting harder and harder, believe me, to take a stand for Christ in our day today, in our world today. And it so be, becomes even more important to get a handle on this problem of fear. God told us not to fear. Why we fear? But people do. Now, fear is never a healthy feeling. You got this? I think this is in your outline. Fear not only prevents certain good things from happening, it can also lead to bad things as well. For an example, hiding from God. Hiding from God. Um, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, God called them out of the garden. Where are you, Adam? Where they answer. Look what it says in verse 10 of Genesis 3. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. See, afraid, afraid, we hide from God. What did, uh, I mean, some run from God, like Jonah did. Uh, but in this case, they were afraid of God, so they, they hide from Him. Why? Because they did wrong. We sh Listen, when we sin against the Lord, 
Don't hide from the Lord. There's no place we can hide. We go to the throne of grace. We confess it to the Lord. And if you did it five times, confess it five times. You know, it, it, we, that's, we are weak. That's why the Lord calls us his children. So um, uh, that's what the Lord calls us his children. But anyway, uh, how many times we find ourselves doing the same thing? Lord, forgive me. So don't hide from the Lord. Confess. So some people hide. Number two, sinful compromise. Fear can lead to sinful compromise. Look what it says in Proverbs 29, 25. It says, The fear of men bringeth a snare, but whose put it is trust in the Lord shall be saved. So the apostle Peter discovered this in, in Galatians when he, st he stopped eating with the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belong to the circumcision. So he didn't, want to, he didn't want to sit with them until he had those, you know, we, we know how it happened. But anyway, he was afraid. He didn't want to sit with them. So send for compromise. Number three, outright disobedience. And then, of course, fear can lead to outright disobedience. Abraham and Isaac lied about their wives being their sisters because they were afraid for their lives. Honesty goes a long way. Did I tell you the story what happened with my, uh, the, the cards that I lost at, at work? Did I lose at work? Somebody's talking to me. Uh, yes, we have. I don't know how my phone answered that call. I have no idea. But anyway. Okay, so. My phone answered phone call by itself. I don't know how that happened. Did you say yes at some point? Yeah, I we're on social media. This is funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. Those things. Anyway, all right, disobedience. So we see right here what happened was that Abraham and Isaac lie about their wives for being this. this. Why? Why? Because of fear. So somebody ask you point blank, are you a Christian? Oh, no, I'm not a Christian. Why we do that? Fear. I hope we don't come to the point of doing that. Uh, but anyway, so number two, understanding fear. What is fear anywhere? Fear is an emotion that we all experience. And of course, people express fear different ways. So no one say, I, I, I'm, I'm not fear of anything. Everybody experiences fear. So now let it, let it understand the fear of the Lord. So what is the fear of the Lord? It is the fear of, uh, uh, it is the, fear of the Lord, something negative or positive? I think it's positive. So if the, it is the fear of the Lord, something that we should have as God's children? Absolutely. It's not, it's not a fear like, oh, no, no. It's a reverent fear. It's for who he is. I was a fear of my own father. Not because I was afraid of him. It's for who he was. He was my father. And I reverent is, I had respect for him for the position that he had. So we have been learning that each of these problems we, we struggle with that is the, is the opposite of, a, of a, what the scripture teaches. But let me tell you something. Why we have so much sin in our world today? I mean, well, sin has always been around. But it was like, why so much uh, uh, the sin that we see? There's no shame about it anymore. Why? Because nobody's afraid of God. They put a fist at God and say, well, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I want to do. And they're doing it. So we see these sins that are going around, and you scratch your head and say, I've never seen these 
type of sins, folks, by the way, is going to get worse, not going to get better. But you see it right in, I mean, they're right out there and they're, and they're rejoicing. And if you stand against you, they'll just get, you could see it's like wolves against you. It's like unbelievable. But anyway, why? Because there's no shame anymore. We live in an age of no shame. No shame at all. So they're doing what they do. So understand the fear of the Lord. So they don't have fear for God. But praise the Lord for Christians who have, for God's children, who reverence God, who have fear for Him. So look what it says in Proverbs 9.10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When we begin to reverence God and be fearful of, and have awesome respect for Him, you know what? It is the beginning, God says, of wisdom. Uh, Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says, Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. So what is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is a deep reverence and respect for who God is. Who is God? This morning we talked about. He's our creator. He's our sustainer. He's our salvation. He's our hope. He's our future. That's who He is. Have respect for who He is. So the fear of the Lord means standing in awe of God's awesome majesty. It is an appropriate response to God's being and therefore the beginning of wisdom. We must never forget the awesome power and majesty of God. Hebrews 10.31 reminds us, it says, It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. So the fear of the Lord is good and healthy expression of fear. So all of us experience fear. And the fear of the Lord is a good, healthy fear. So let it be, what is fear? So what about this negative expression of fear? This problem of fear that I'm, I'm absolute. Uh, uh, addressing tonight. So what is fear anyway? In some cases, in some, in some ways, you could simply say fear is a natural response to threat or danger. Is a natural response to, 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 to a threat or danger. Uh, let's say something falls behind you, you jump, you're scared, but you turn around because it's a natural response. You want to know what's going on. Some people just scream and they get paralyzed. They don't say anything. They just can't move. Well, fear is similar, to, is similar to worry that we spoke about a few weeks ago. But worry has more to do with uncertainty. But, and fear has more to do with feeling threatened. There is an appropriate fear because that prepares you to deal with and the, the immediate threat of dangers. In fact, when we talked about anger... We also, uh, uh, and I'm sorry, and how the physical response attracted the, the, to anger is exactly the same as the physical response to, that, that attra attracts or attached to uh, the fear. So the, the, the heart is pumping up, the, it, it rushes your blood because it has fear reaction, immediate reaction, and of course so your body's ready for action. Same thing with anger. So, so, so the natural fear response can be a good thing when there's an intruder in the house when the, or when, when the bear is attacking you or chasing you. So if you, have, if you find somebody in the house, you immediately react to it. I mean, it's a fear in that second, but most people will react to it. Charlie Brun said, I have a new philosophy. I only dread one day at a time. <laughs> That's what he said. So it's okay to be afraid when <laughs> there's immediate, immediate dangers, but God doesn't want us to be living in fear. See the difference? There is an, a natural fear when we are confronted with danger. 
It is natural. But what God doesn't want is you and me to constantly live in fear. Because fear is the opposite of faith. Faith is the opposite of trust. So let us see. What do we fear? So what do we, what are some of the, the things that we fear? There are many things that causes us to fear. I'm not looking to give you a list of, I'm looking to give you a list of them. But let's look at this. Number one, fear of failure. First of all, this is a fear of failure. Remember Jesus' parable to the talents? The master gave three uh, to his servant's talents to put uh, to work until he came back. The first servant uh, took five talents and turned them into ten. The second servant took two talents and turned them into four. But the third servant, who received one talent, went and buried in the ground. And when the master returned, look what he said. I was afraid. That's Matthew 25, 25. I was afraid and went uh, and, went and hid thy talent in the earth. Why he didn't invest it? Because of fear. You see that? Sometimes we don't invest it because we are afraid. Listen, folks, I'm not talking about money tonight, but an investment is an investment. And when you invest, you either lose or gain. You follow that? You've got to be prepared for that. So we often don't risk anything because we are afraid of failure. We don't invest in anything because we are afraid to fail. On that, and some people don't want to be considered or call themselves, "I am a failure." You don't want to call yourself that. I don't think nobody is that. You know, we we make we make bad decisions sometimes. That that's what we do. But to call yourself that, no, 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 no. Should never call yourself that. Number two, the fear of loss. There is a fear of loss in the hearts of many people. We fear losing our jobs. We fear losing loved ones. We fear losing our savings. We fear losing our homes. We, uh, uh, some fear to lose their kids. Some uh, others fear not to be able to provide for themselves and their families. We need to hear Jesus' words on this. Go to actually Luke chapter 12 and verse 32. So there's all, all types of fear of loss. We, we, have a, we are afraid of all these things. Look what it says in Luke 12, 32. Look at the first words right there in that verse. What did Jesus say? Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Fear not. In that wonderful words, the sweet words, fear not. Number three, fear the fear of harm. It's also a fear of being harmed by someone. We fear illness and injury both to ourselves and to our loved ones. We avoid going to certain places or even to certain things for fear of getting hurt. I, I'm afraid to, to go to the Six Flags, you know, like I don't afraid to go to the park, but go on those rides because I'm afraid I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get decapitated as I'm going in that high speed. I, I was looking at the Superman ride, right, and I went right to the tunnel. And I tell you why, it takes courage for these guys to go in that tunnel. I mean, they come at a high speed and go inside that tunnel. Uh, like, I think I would have a heart attack by the time I get out of the tunnel. It's like, it's, you know, it's fear of maybe, you know, uh, I think about the worst when I go in a roller coaster. If, when I did go, I was like, what about if it's a, a cable they put across and I, my neck will go up? You know, it's just exaggeration. But you know what? That's fear. Fear causes you to put that in your mind. If you're not afraid of roller coaster, go right ahead. I'm not trying to discourage you tonight. But anyway, uh, fear of harm. Look what it says in Psalm 91.5. Uh, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for, no, uh, no for the morrow that flyeth by day. 
In Psalm 91, verse 6, it says, No for, for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, no, no for the destruction that wasted on a noonday. So, free of harm. Number four, fear of death. It's only natural to be afraid of death and die, and yet one of the reasons Jesus came was to free us from what? From death, to give us victory over the grave. Uh, so, there are some people who are extremely fearful of dying. They don't want to die. They're fearful of dying, but yet they never receive Jesus as their Savior. We try to witness to them and say, you accept Jesus as your Savior. You don't have to be afraid of dying anymore. They don't, but in the same time, they're very fearful of dying. They, only, they are not only afraid, but, but they're petrified as well of dying. So, well, we, uh, uh, we all know that none of us have the promise of living tomorrow, but somehow the human mind doesn't want to die. They want, the human body wants to live. So the fear of dying becomes detrimental in some people's lives. You know, we, we Christians, somebody got sick, please pray for me. And we pray. Somebody is dying, let's pray that, that the Lord spare their life. You know, and we pray. Why don't we want to go home? <laughs> we love Jesus, right? But the fear of dying is a natural thing. In the minds of us humans, it's it's the fear of the. I think it's more like the fear of the unknown. Uh, I mean, many people. So many people are very fearful of dying. Number five, the fear of judgment. You would think fear of death would be the worst fear, but there's a even a greater fear, and that is the fear of that which comes after death, the fear of judgment. Look what it says in Hebrew 10:26, for it is. Uh, for if uh, we sin willingly, after that we, we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remained no more sacrifice for sin. But as a certain fearful looking for a judgment and a uh, fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. So there is a judgment that comes after that. And if you do not know Jesus as your Savior, of course, there is a, you should be afraid of even facing that judgment, that great white throne judgment. It is a fearful thing. So number three, our last point, dealing with fear. So I kind of put up all the fears out now, how you ought to deal with fear. How should we deal with fear? So we have talked about all these things. No, how you and I should deal with fear in a daily basis. No, is fear a natural thing, emotion? Yes, it's a natural emotion. We all experience fears. You experience fears a way different than I do, but we all have fears of things. But we experience fears as well in different ways. So how should we deal with that? Letter A. Develop a healthy fear and respect for God. Luke says in Psalm 27, 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? So if I have a healthy relationship with my Savior, more than likely I won't be afraid of people and be afraid of anything, even though it's a natural thing, but I won't be afraid to walk in the dark, to walk in the light, to go anywhere, because I know where, who I'm serving. I know who is walking with me. You follow that? But it goes from you know, a healthy relationship with God. Let it be. Remember that God is with you. Remember that God's with you. You see, early that, do not fear, but you got to remember, whenever you go, the Spirit of God is in you, it goes with you. It should be our comforter. 
It, that's what the Lord says. I bring you a comfort. And it, and it should comfort our hearts. And even in the most, when we're the most fearful moments of life, we should be comforted by the Lord because He is with us. So remember that God is with you. Healthy relationship with God. Remember that God's with you. Let us say, know that God loves you. I think that is, that is above anything. You know, whenever we go, you know what? God loves me. God loves me. And you are experiencing fear. Always remember that God loves you and you are loved by your Creator. In every circumstance of life, if you experience fear, remember that God has you, God is with you, is in you, and He loves you. Look what it says, uh, Psalm 118, verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. It is God on your side. What do you do when, when you're afraid? Trust the Lord. If God is with you, who can be against you? No one. It, it, it was this kind of thinking that gave George Wickfield the courage to keep sharing the gospel under pressure. Wickfield was an evangelist back in the 1700s, and one of his journal's entry uh, from 1742 reads, I was honored today to have a few stones, dirt, rotten eggs, and pieces of dead cats thrown at me. Follow that? That is wow. So it says, well, that's, that is enough to stop, uh, to stop many from speaking to the Lord today. But Wickfield knew that God was on his side, and he kept on going. You know, you have a rotten egg, uh, stinky. Imagine somebody hit you with a rotten egg. That's not a good thing. But this man didn't stop him. He kept on going. We read, we read in 1 John 4, 18, says, There is no fear in love, but perf perfect love casted out Fear, because fear had torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So how do you deal with fear? How that, uh, know that God is on your side. Know that he loves you tonight. God loves you and loves me. So let it be. Grow in your faith. Grow in your faith. When Jesus and his disciples encountered the storm on the sea, Jesus asked them. Look what it says in Matthew 8, 26. And he said unto them, Why are you fearful of ye of little faith. Who was in the boat? Jesus was in the boat. The Lord was resting, and they were fighting for their lives. They were so consumed with the storm and so fearful, they forgot that uh, the one that could control the storm was in the boat. There's no way that boat was going to sink. God was in it. You know what? There's no way our boat's going to sink when God is in it. You know, it's not going to sink. You know, you know, did they, they, they experience some scratches? Probably. And there's some, some splinters in their hands from the wood? Probably. Some paints? Yeah. And you know, the storm, they got wet? Definitely got wet. You know what? God was in the boat. You know, and, and, and they were facing the storm and forgot, he's right there. And we forget, you know, when we go into the storms and we're afraid, he's in us, in here. Lord, I need help. So grow in your faith. And he says, why you are you fearful? <laughs> I said, you know, the Lord wakes up and goes, why are you fearful? And Lord, you don't understand. Look at the waves. I'll take care of that for you. Oh, ye of little faith, he said. So faith, fear and faith cannot coexist. So when you grow in faith, you will lessen your fears. To live in constant fear is totally living in the opposite of faith. No, let me, don't misunderstand me here tonight, okay? There are natural fears that we experience. They're natural to us. 
What I'm talking about tonight is living in a constant mindset of fear. Everything is a fearful thing. That's not faith. That's not trusting God. Because I experience fear too. You experience fear. All of us experience fear. And sometimes you express, oh, I was fearful of that. It's a natural thing. But to live in constant fear, that's a different, different thing here. So fear doesn't, doesn't, uh, fear doesn't trust God, so we should not allow the spirit of fear to live in our hearts. So remember Adam and Eve hid from God because they were afraid. When you, your faith, uh, I'm sorry, when your faith is in Jesus, you never need to hide from God. Don't hide from the Lord. Letter E, meditate on God's word. Look what it says in Psalm 56, 4. In God I will praise his word, and in God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. So meditate on God's word. Listen, God gave us his word. What a privilege. What a privilege. I found a privilege to be able to have a Bible. I found a privilege to be, to be enriched with knowledge by the word of God. So what we do? You know what we do? Meditate on it. You know what I mean? You like, look at it. Let God speak to you. So you're afraid of something. Let God speak to you. And he does in his word every day. So meditate on his word. There is power in the words of God. And when you spend time reading and meditating on God's word, you will greatly reduce your fears in your life. Don't read for reads. Read with trying to understand what God is saying to you. You know, like, you know, you, you, it's, I have to be careful myself. You know, I got to a familiar passage of Scripture, and it's a good story. I'm like, oh, I already know this story. No, you know what? If we read carefully, God can speak to us even though you read the story 20 times or more. So you have to be careful because God can always give us something new. So meditate on God's Word. Letter F, be strong and courageous. These uh, were God's words to Joshua when he took over the leadership of Israel. Joshua 1.9, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whatsoever thou goest. God wants us to be strong and be courageous. Don't let people intimidate you. Don't let the world intimidate you. Be strong. Stand, st stand strong. There are so many examples in the Bible of people who were strong and courageous in the Lord. Joshua, Caleb, Gideon, Deborah, David, Nehemiah, Esther, the Apostle Paul, John, many others. So anyway, so as Christians, we should be uh, bold and brave people all the time. We can do anything. Uh, uh, we can do anything God calls us to do if we are courageous and we are strong in the Lord. No, I don't mean, I say, well, well, I'm not that strong. Look at my age. I'm not talking about the physical part. I'm talking about that emotional being, who you are. Be strong and be courageous. We have God on our side. We do not need to be afraid of anything or anyone. Look what it says in uh, Proverbs 28, 1, the wicked flee when no man pursue it, but the righteousness are bold as a lion. Lions are ferocious beasts, aren't they? I remember when we, in the, we went to that uh, zoo in Florida, and the lion was sleeping, gazing at the sun, and suddenly somebody walks with the dog. That was it. 
that thing stood up and that thing was following that dog wherever that dog went and like if it was not for that gate that dog would be supper <laughs> and I was like you see look at that I mean you want to take pictures oh well we took some pictures out of that thing he was like ready to attack that thing and God says be bold as a lion so if you bold as a lion there will be no fear let it G grow in a spirit of I'm sorry grow in the fruit of the spirit especially love peace and self-control we need to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. Read about those fruit of the Spirit as often as you can. So when your faith in, uh, is in Christ, the Holy Spirit works in your life to change your character to be more like Christ. So I tell you what. There's two things here. So don't misunderstand me here. Is this. There is a natural fear on which all of us experience here. That's natural to us. It's a reaction. It's the way we made up. But there's another fear here that's people living fear constantly. And God says, you can't, I don't want you to live like that. You need to get out of it. Be bold as a lion. Be courageous and get out of it. So I conclude with this. Fear can, present you from, uh, can prevent you from serving others, from sharing the gospel, from following God's plan for you, and from uh, uh, taking a stand for Christ. Fear can lead you to hide yourself from God, uh, send for compromise and outright disobedience to God, but God wants you to choose faith or fear. He doesn't want you to go to ways of fear. He wants you to trust Him. So when you put your faith in Christ, Jesus not only forgives you, but He wants you to live a life that is productive, a life without fear. Don't be afraid. If you're a fearful person tonight, let me, add, let me tell you this. Don't be afraid. Trust the Lord. Have faith in the Lord. Step by faith. God will bless you for that, believe me. God wants you to be a person of faith and not fearful. Again, let me remind you of this. It's not a natural fear because I experience, all of us experience that, is that living in constant fear. God says, you don't want to do that, my child. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for uh, your promise in your word. You don't want us to be fearful children, but to trust you, to have faith in you, and to follow you the way you leads us. And I pray tonight, Lord, for every person here tonight. If there's anyone that lives in constant fear, Lord, help them. Help them, Lord, uh, to get away from that, to, to trust you and to live for you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.